0: Computer, initialize HollowSuite. Holosuite Media.
1: Welcome to Blast Shield, a Star Trek LodeX podcast. My name is Kyle.
0: And my name is Katie.
1: And we are doing this podcast for the second time today because when we were recording last night, I made a little boo-boo. Big a boo-boo. Big boo-boo. We were having sound difficulties for, like, must have been sound checking for, like, 15 minutes. Trying to work out why.
0: We moved rooms. We changed
1: rooms. It was all sounding wrong. There was an echo. It wasn't picking you up as well. As me, I was changing settings on the microphone and couldn't make any sense out of why it wasn't doing anything. Then we just decided to record anyway, we did ten minutes, told a funny story about when I was in Devon before, and then our daughter woke up, and so you went upstairs. I then realized that my laptop was recording the audio through the built in Microphone on the laptop, not through my actual very expensive. So
0: every time he fiddled with the buttons, yeah, it was making no difference
1: because the computer was not recording through the external (laughs) microphone.
0: And you were telling me to get closer to it, so I was practically eating it.
1: Yeah, you're practically eating it. And the reason the laptop was picking me up loud is because the laptop faces me when we do recording. So, (laughs) so we decided to throw it all in, start again. But we went up to bed and watched Modern Family instead. Just finished season three. Good show. Love, love Modern oh, Family. Oh, it's so funny. I, like, I'd proper barely laugh with Modern Family. Mm. Don't understand why I stopped watching it when it was airing. But it's cool. we still got, like, means we've got, like, eight seasons to watch still. Yeah, bingey. Bingey, Bingy. So, that story that I told from uh, Devon, we will put it on the end as, like, a post-credits treat for you be warned the sound is not very good on it it's all over the place for the audio levels so i'll try and fix it up how i can but it's not to the same quality as this we are now doing this in the morning saturday morning actually which gives me very little time for edits and our children are awake you might have just heard some footsteps just then which was my son walking in and he is currently playing pokemon on his ds in his in his pants
0: basically a teenager
1: (laughs) He is a teenager at four years of age. Uh, hopefully we'll get Harrison's thoughts later on the podcast. You Harrison, are you going to tell us what you think later about the Lower Decks? Good man. He always forgets things, though, like once he's immediately watched them, so I have to... Um, he's like me. Yeah, I have to watch, make him watch it again. So you watched it twice. Yeah. First time for fun. Second time for business. Yes, and I've seen it three times. We don't talk about the show much, as it's Aaron, do we? But, like, we no. save our conversation from we're on the show. But we actually had ten minutes worth of conversation yesterday. Yeah, That's a dog making a noise if you heard that as well. There's going to be all sorts of weird noises on this podcast now because our children aren't in bed. If you
0: hear any weird noises and you want to take a guess as to what they are,
1: yeah, hit can, us up. You can tweet us at Blast Shield Up, or uh, we're also at Blast Shield Up on Instagram and Facebook. We're also on YouTube, so uh, you can find us on YouTube by searching for Blast Shield, the Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. Please do not forget to subscribe to our show on uh, whatever platform you listen to us. It really is important, particularly because Hollywood media are now tracking subscriptions on certain apps like i can't remember the name of it podcast addict or something so we want to like own the subscription no pressure numbers. but
0: i really like to win so yes.
1: so hit subscribe please on whatever app you're using and tell us you've subscribed oh yeah in fact if you sent and here's the thing as well i'll put on the podcast now if you can send us on twitter or instagram or anything that noise is my dog trying to stand up sorry he's very old we've got laminate floor in so it's like exercise for him a challenge for you is to, assault the dog drinking water. Oh my God. Yeah, this is going to be a fun podcast. This is like, and then this mic picks up everything. So oh. presumably they can hear. It.
0: And it's the most disgusting
1: noise. Yeah. And he's going to come in in a minute now because he's going to go for a wee. Uh, so yes, on social media, hit us up with a screenshot of a review you've left of the show. It must be five stars or you're disqualified. Or a screenshot that you've subscribed. Ideally both. And we will give you a shout out on the podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty crap with social media, so... I'll be doing it. No, I mean, if I do it, then oh. you know that I really mean it. Yeah. Because I'm I'm really rubbish. Yeah,
1: you are really... Like, you don't have Twitter.
0: No, I don't get it.
1: No. According to our Twitter bio, I am the only host of this show.
0: <laughs> so I just couldn't
1: tag your account, so...
0: I did have one once. You did? Yeah, I realised I, did have I one. didn't have anything interesting to say.
1: You have lots of interesting things to say, though. Like, you say a lot of interesting things on this. I think
0: that's subjective. <laughs>
1: So, we'll quickly touch on your week, because mm. last time you'd come back from Dover, and this time, uh, after the show, you went back to Dover.
0: I'm so impressed you didn't say Devon.
1: I know, I know. But I thought then we'd end up trying to tell the same story that mm. we told on the failed recording, so let's leave that as a, a surprise. You took the kids with you to Devon the yeah, second time, so I had some to alone Dover. time. Oh, did I say Devon then? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I did. So you planted Devon drive. in my head then. Sorry. I was doing really well.
0: It was a long drive, but totally worth it. Really, really nice in Devon.
1: What did you do in Devon?
0: We stayed in Folkestone. So it's like a little British seaside town. It's got some really nice stuff there. unfortunately a lot of it's not open because of, you know, COVID.
1: COVID-19. COVID nineteen
0: but the beaches were so nice. We found some fossils, we had ice cream and mm. it was just nice. And we you know what, I think I went there for the three good days of British summertime. Mm. So
1: no, it's looking all right today.
0: Yeah, we've we've done all right this year, haven't we? Hmm. Fair play.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not, not right for the UK to uh, have a lot of sun, really. No, um, you should
0: get two days or so.
1: I didn't do anything when you were away. But I
0: bet that was so nice.
1: I went into the back garden a couple of times and watered the plants. I had a dream last night that the greenhouse blew out of our garden into next door. And I just looked out the back window and saw it upside down in the next door garden.
0: That might be a premonition.
1: Hmm. I think it's because it was really windy last night. Mm. Yeah, it could have been Premonition, you're right. Uh, But yeah, I decided to catch up on, well, to watch some TV shows that I've not watched at all. Um, So I watched Fleabag, which is hilarious. I finished that, two seasons, that's all it is. Really good show. I watched The English Game, which is a mini-series on Netflix. Uh, Really good, really good show. Uh, What else did I watch? Um, Bodyguard. Bodyguard and Witcher. Yeah. Witcher was awesome. I don't know why I held off on watching it for so long.
0: Everyone says it's really good. It is
1: really good. It's gross though. I've realised I'm becoming like, as I'm getting older now, I'm starting to get a bit like, what's the word? I'm... Squeamish? Squeamish. Squirmish? Squeamish. Is it? I don't know. I tried putting that into uh, my iPhone and it didn't pick it up as a word. I think it's don't... a real word though. Yeah. But like sword violence is like grim to me now.
0: Imagine watching Game of Thrones again now then.
1: Oh, or Walking Dead if I went back into oh, Walking God, Dead. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm too old for it all now. I'm yeah. too old. Only 34. Well, like, I
0: couldn't take it the first time around, so you, God knows what I You did be struggle like with it.
1: And you watch horror films. I don't watch that stuff. I don't watch horror films. When we first
0: have started, watched started horror having films. anything
1: to do with each other, you were having like paranormal activity themes. Yeah, but nights. that's not
0: squeamish. That's just like jumpy.
1: Oh, all right. Okay. I've never watched it. I watched a few minutes of it, but then I realized, like, what am I putting myself in for? <laughs> I don't want this. Because I don't like scary films. Not because I'm scared of them, but I mean, I used to, as a child, think that every time I flushed the toilet, the spirit of Jesus Christ was going to come out of the toilet, so. what the. F- I used to come darting out of the bathroom, have my hand on the light switch at the same time as the flusher, uh, after I'd washed my hands, and then just dart out of the room and run down the stairs. I'm
0: really struggling to not snort right now. (laughs) Although, you know, worse spirits could come out of your toilet than Jesus. Yeah, but I didn't... It'd probably be quite pleasant. Yeah, I
1: didn't consider it as a pleasant spirit, though.
0: Who told you that?
1: Okay, so basically, this is when I would have been... Before, I would have been eight, because the house we were in. So I would have been between the ages of, like, five and eight, or five and seven. My mum was reading me a book. I think it was about the crucifixion. Um, Good Lord. It was like a picture book, some book of Jesus, anyway. The it was like a picture book, no, <laughs> um, not the Bible, and it had like artwork that I remember at the time being quite dark. I remember the room was dark, but you know, like when it's getting to nighttime and it's still light out, but mm. all your rooms get really dark, and it was like that. And so I remember like all these pages being dark in the imagery. I always remember like seeing, like, I don't know if it was Jesus and the wise men or whatever, just walking up this hill, and it was like the hill was all black, it was all shadowy, basically. Like it was actually kind of scaring me a little bit. This book, which I don't think it was meant to, I didn't say anything to my mum my or anything at the time, but from that moment on for a very long time, you know, like if I think about it too hard now, today, I'll probably think the same thing will happen, like today, except now it could be kind of ending my suffering. <laughs> so I used to think, for whatever reason, something happened from when I got told that story and, and saw the visuals, I think it was like looking at the book and the dark light in the room, made me think that whenever I flush the toilet... Like, spirit of Jesus Christ was going to come out of the toilet. Okay. How
0: did you link the book to the I toilet? Know.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I went to the toilet after it. That makes sense to me. I must have gone to, the, like, the bathroom after. But just the noise of the toilet flushing was super loud. And was, these are, like, older houses. So, you know, the flush would go on for ages. Yeah, It would be I super know. loud. So, I used to have to literally... I'd I'd flush, like... I think a lot of kids... jump have... out of the room and run down the stairs. Like, and I used to leap the last couple of steps. I was terrified. But then, slow down and, like, casually just walk into the lounge. As if I hadn't just run away from... Jesus coming up the toilet. That is religion. the
0: weirdest f- thing I've ever heard.
1: I enjoy swearing, but you know, every time I hear you swear or I swear, I get sad inside because bleeping the swearing on this podcast is a nightmare. Sorry, <laughs> don't be sorry. Wow, that is going to be about <laughs> five minutes of editing time just there.
0: <laughs> but also, my my last point on that is, you know, my mum used to read me when I was eight. What, like Goldilocks and the Three Bears? Why is your mum reading you a creepy story about the crucifixion?
1: Well, I think I took it as creepy. I don't even know if it was about the crucifixion or just about Jesus. But I feel like it was an Easter story, so it must have been about the crucifixion.
0: Then the wise men weren't there.
1: And it was a kid's book.
0: I don't know who was there,
1: Kay. I was getting like I came out with this whole experience thinking for like a year or two that Jesus was gonna come out of the toilet.
0: It's quite good or bad that the people who are listening to this can't see the fear in your eyes right now
1: emotionally i'm still exhausted from it
0: you you are still there
1: emotionally i'm still exhausted from it we're here this week to talk about the third episode of star trek lower decks called Mm -hmm. temporal edict Mm -hmm. so when we did the preview episode for lower decks i wasn't sure how to pronounce temporal edict because of edict and i wasn't sure if i'm pronouncing it correctly and you'd never heard of the word no so this time i was worried again that i could be getting it wrong so i googled it and it is edict. edict edict at least in british pronunciation anyway so i don't know if if the americans pronounce it differently it's a temporal edict know. for us for us brits anyway so the third episode out of 10 sad seven left i know
0: it's not weird
1: yeah i know seven weeks and then we don't have to rush a podcast out mm. within a few days that'll be nice mm. we'll have to make some kind of plans for what to do and the show ends or have we made plans
0: dun, dun, dun.
1: more on that soon Anyway, what did you think of this episode of Lodex?
0: I really enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah, it was really good. It seems to be getting funnier. Maybe just because as we get to know the characters a bit more.
1: As you get more familiar. Yeah,
0: it, you expect certain things of certain characters. Mm. Like, you know my favourite already. I and don't No, I don't. What? You know it's the cat. <sighs> Every time that cat doctor comes was, on the screen, I'm yeah, like, Tana, I'm waiting. I to... always
1: think of main cast. So I was like, oh, it's Mariner. Wait, No, is oh, it Bradford? Also, is it Candy? Yeah. So, Tana, Dr. Tana.
0: Every time that cat comes on the screen, it has such limited lines, but...
1: Well, this week's hilarious. So funny. Because of the... And then the leap forward. Are you
0: guys telling me it's not a cat? That's a cat, okay? (laughs) Definitely
1: behaves like... She definitely behaves like a cat. Yeah. We're going to do what we do every week. We're going to talk about the plot, uh, and then we're just going to talk about some sort of where the characters are at right now, and then our favourite moments, and then we're going to be done with this. Uh, So, I haven't written down again a breakdown of the plot, so we're kind of just going to have to... Go with it, wing it, wing it. So, uh, yeah, the episode has a lovely cold open where Bonner's playing the violin to I wouldn't say an empty, this is like five people, bar, but there's not many there. And he doesn't get much applause for what I thought was a very good, oh, it's a beautiful piece of music. I can't remember what he called it, but I think. And it then was when funny.
0: you find out it's dedicated to his mother,
1: was the first one dedicated to his mother? Both mom? of yeah. them were. Oh, no, well, and then uh, Mariner comes in after Bonner's first performance, and she's all cool, she's got a her electric guitar, she's got tendy in her band. And then she starts just like rocking out and the the bass is like shaking the whole ship. And on the bridge, they're having like a really important meeting with the Klingons over the view screen. And the Klingon's like, what is this? What is it? What is this strong bass? Are you mocking me? Whatever the line is. Captain's lying. He's like, no, I can't hear anything. Must be your end. And he's like, engineer, today you die. (laughs) So uh, someone died because of Mariner's guitar work. But when Mariner's finished, she just throws a guitar into the crowd. Shaxx had been told to go stop the noise. So then Boimler quietly goes to play another piece of music.
0: Requiem to a tear, I think
1: you call well, it. It's was that what it was yeah. <laughs> As he starts to play, Shax comes, brings a violin and says, Captain says, you've been too loud. And Boimler is a proper brown nose. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh no. <laughs> so that was funny. I thought it was really funny. I do wonder
0: if he really imagines that it was him.
1: I think he probably did at the time, yeah. Oh. He must have thought after. He must have twigged it. We're doing Mariner. Mm. I would be like sorry for his violin, but unless it's like a got meaning to it, you could just like replicate another one. Yeah, but it could be a special one. I'm stretching right now because we're doing this in the morning. Oh god, that looked like Normally, a really
0: nice stretch. I was gonna poke you, but I'm oh, glad I that. not
1: Oh, I would have ruined the whole day for me. Normally we're <laughs> popping open a a beer. Like my tradition is to pop open a can. Not of beer in the on morning the now because it's morning. It's me trying to click my my back. As I'm stretching. Down a coffee. You're getting a true look at Try our make life. It through the day. Mm. Okay, so, uh, yeah, that was the opening. And the opening credits are growing on me more. I was never against them, we should clarify. I just wish there was more happening. Like, some of the shots go on for too long. But I'm starting to appreciate that.
0: But I think that's a bit of a, um, like, thing about the whole show, isn't it? Like, mm. maybe you could see it as not very much is happening. But the Cerritos is always there.
1: After the credits, the basic just the story is that... Even though Boyman is not a fan of it, it turns out the lower decks crew tend to add in buffer time to all their jobs, and buffer time is that they give themselves time to, well, in this case, have a margarita or relax, or give them more time to do a job. And Tandy is horrified to find this out, but she jumps on board with it very quickly when she tells Dr. Tana that it'll take five hours to do something with one of the beds. When I think she's obviously about to say five minutes, and I love that ta- Tana was like, "It's like five hours." That's great. (laughs) (laughs) The idea of being the senior crew must have forgotten their time in the lower decks and have forgotten how long jobs actually take. Eventually, this news gets to the captain who's just lost a diplomatic gig on Cardassia Prime. Uh, You don't really know the Cardassians. No. You've watched the start of DS9. Do you remember the aliens in that?
0: I remember hearing the word Cardassian, and I thought I'd actually still rather meet them than the Cardassians. Yeah, that's
1: a meme that's going around. That's right. Yeah. oh, Do you remember the picture in that of the Cardassian? No. Okay. Well, that's a Cardassian. Okay. Now, this is actually a few years after the end of the... Dominion War, where the Cardassia Prime got like decimated by the Dominion. So you know, it's cool to hear about Cardassia again. I think this might be the first time we've really heard about Cardassia since. Are they okay? We don't know.
0: Because
1: oh. we haven't really had any Trek in the Alpha Quadrant since that time. And oh. Picard never said anything about them. But there is a Cardassian in the trailer for Discovery Season 3, oh. which is obviously like 900 years or something in the future. So I guess like 700 years from now. No, 800 then. years from this point. So Cardassia's still there. Right. <laughs> Rob Kardashian is fine. Yeah.
0: No, I said their probs fine. Oh, their probs
1: fine. I thought you were trying to make a Kardashian. Who the hell is I... Rob Kardashian? What? He's like the dad of some of them. Yeah, he's he's the one who was like friends with O.J. Simpson. I thought Caitlyn Jenner was the dad of some of them. Yeah. But the the clue's in the name, huh? Jenner. Oh, I,
0: I don't
1: yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. So some um, of them are Jenners. You act
0: like I'm a, one of those some people of, that knows I've about never stuff watched like this.
1: this show. I don't know anything about you them. You know more than me. Some of them are Kardashians and some of them are Jenners.
0: I know one Jenner. Two.
1: Okay, how many are there actually? The Kardashians. I don't know. Is there Three? a lot of them? Oh, is that all there is? I don't know. I assume there's, loads there's of a of them.
0: There's a mum, and then there's Kim. Oh God. Chloe.
1: We've really gone off off topic on this.
0: Yeah.
1: There's a Kylie. She's a Jenna. She's a Jenner, see? So they're not all.
0: There's another Kardashian, isn't there? You know, I love Caitlyn Jenner.
1: You do love Caitlyn Jenner. Absolutely hysterical. Older though than you think, isn't Caitlyn Jenner like in the '70s, late Possibly. '60s?
0: Possibly. Mm. She was so funny on I'm a Celebrity. Mm. So funny. Uh,
1: Anyway, so yeah, the captain then to try and get the ship up more up to scratch and not lose any good missions, uh, decides that after finding out about buffer time, that this deception needs to end. And so starts the senior team, start putting in the time restraints and deadlines for all these these tasks. And there's no breaks and the crew are going mad. And I love the, you know, like when they say, oh, you know, we can do it. What's one less margarita a day? Mm. mariner says and then they cut to they show some clocks winding and then they cut to the ship in space and it's doing like the tilting like the, the slightly rotating camera of the ship mm. which i don't know always makes it look like something horrible and wrong is going on on the ship and then you cut to like they look like zombies again all just running around trying to do their jobs and accidents are happening and this all obviously plays into like this causes the problem of the week because mm. in the way team go down to the planet Led by Ransom, who's brilliant by the way. And he has
0: grown on me so much. Ransom,
1: so this was Ransom. we're going to have to talk about Ransom in our character a bit because yeah. he was as important to this episode as anyone else. Yes, yeah, so Ransom was on the planet, and then they have to just show a gift to the species, meant to be a crystal. Unfortunately, due to the tiredness and uh, rushing round on the ship, that's been caused by the new rules, uh, they accidentally show a small piece of wood instead. They bought the wrong box. the The wood was for the, the planets, uh, the natives of the planets, for, like their enemies from another planet or something like that and so they showed him the wrong gift and so this then leads to a spear getting thrown at one of the Starfleet of war. officers yeah it was an act of war there was Starfleet scum he's got wood he's got wood
0: that doesn't sound good
1: and then eventually the team gets captured you have to fight out Ransom shows some real cool moments when Mariner is sort of ripping into him and she talks about how it's he's got his team in trouble or something, his team in trouble, mm. they need to, and she, he's like, well, it's not my team, it's our team, but I guess you don't think that way.
0: That was actually a really Ooh. serious moment, wasn't it? Because mm. it was like... We, we love Mariner, don't mm. we? But then we do realise that if she does think that way...
1: That was the first time I thought that actually Mariner's... Yeah, like she's coming off as selfish. Mm. That was the first time I thought it. And actually, it was I the think first she time thought I, it too. Mm. Oh, yeah. Not that I don't think she's deliberately not a team player. But no. if she has got a very much a me against the, the man... Mm. or against the machine rather and that's the first time with ransom where i was like whoa ransom's actually a pretty now i can understand how ransom's a first officer mm. uh, so this all leads to eventually find out they have to have trial by combat now this whole thing is very tos and oh i agree uh, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> says says the tos experts Sal, does like the look of the planet the says uh, trial by combat Mariner wants to do it marina is a team player now she needs she's really good at this she's got scars that prove that she's done these exact kind of combat situations and ransom never has he needs to let her do it so he you know ransom was right they are a team and and she needs to help and she'll get him out of it so ransom decides to stick the sword into her foot so that she can't compete
0: i really thought though he was gonna let her do do it yeah after a little speech you know actually
1: i think it was more that like she talked to him about i think it was how she managed to convince him unintentionally that sometimes Mm -hmm. you got to break the rules and so he stabbed her but then it turns out that Ransom was the best choice. So very Kirk fashion. You know, he ends up shirtless, rips his shirt off. And, and- did
0: you notice as well the music behind that <laughs> that part, that sequence? It was very, you know, what did you say? The original series?
1: Yeah, it's, so Katie's having a good laugh at this. <laughs> because when we first were recording this episode what uh, with the sound difficulties, I pointed out that on my third viewing of it, I realized that there was very sort of TOS style over-the-top music playing during this fight sequence.
0: And he was fighting just like Kirk did. And yeah. there's actually a book about that now.
1: Ah <laughs> oh, God! You, you're taking out all my material from last time.
0: And you said you noticed that music thing on your third watch. I watched... I noticed it on my first watch.
1: Oh, you're honest. lying. Um, I'm going to have to play the full audio <laughs> so that people know that you're stealing from me. You're actually stealing you know, from me. You as soon as
0: you said that while we were watching it, I was like, I'm definitely going to say that on did the you? podcast. <laughs>
1: Oh, I feel ripped off, man. I feel cheated. Go on. But if you haven't uh, noticed that, watch it again. And there's some... Just like underneath the music, you'll hear some of the old school... It's hard me to describe. Everyone knows it. Whenever Kirk was in a fight, there was like like dramatic fight music that... Over the top notes that would be played. So he wins the fight. Turns out Ransom's an amazing fighter. Mm. He just... Kirk moves and beats the alien, who turns out the alien just doesn't want to be killed. And he pretends to be stupid for the people because it's more scary. Uh, and then they all get saved. And so the his... Away team aren't going to be crushed mm. by a crystal rock. I mean, that's a relief. That's
0: a bad way to go. Yeah,
1: even Harrison worked out what was going on when oh, that was threatened. He? And he was like, oh, no. So they get to go back to the ship. Uh, during all this, though, the aliens have, in all their rage of the act of war, of been shown Ransom's wood. They like They look really simple, don't they? They have spears and stuff. But they actually mm. have an incredible... Space fleet it turns
0: out. I don't think it's actually that incredible. I think it's just that the ship us everyone on the ship is so tired.
1: Oh yeah, I know that. But didn't you think the ships looked like really badass? Oh, the ships were badass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they board the ship, and because everyone's so tired and overworked, and because the captain won't even let them stop to stop the invasion, she says you should be able to like multitask. Um, what she say? Like they do this on the Enterprise. Yeah. The only things, yeah. <laughs> the the only things I
0: want to hear is the repelling of the invaders and you continuing with your jobs or something
1: <laughs> so turns out they can't do both and they're exhausted so these aliens just like get through i can't remember the name of them now because i made a mental note yesterday Ga-
0: Gal- 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 Gal-
1: possibly i don't know we would have known this last night if we had, had I know. sound problems oh morning recording That's why i can only be a morning radio <laughs> dj making you yawn now I wonder if we made anyone yawn listening to it. Like when someone, if you see someone yawn, you yeah, yawn.
0: It's infectious.
1: It is infectious. Uh, but yeah, I love that Like they have spears and everything, but they've also got spaceships. Yeah. But on the on board Ceratose, Rutherford's like, swords and spears? How do these guys get on board? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's making fun of it. But they get through the ship and they get almost to the bridge. And Boimler, through this whole thing we didn't mention, Boimler is loving life. He's the only one who hasn't got, like, bags under his eyes. He's singing to himself. Boimler loves the fact they're not allowed to take breaks and they have to follow every rule. He's probably... I actually thought Boimler was, like, an exceptional staffy officer in this episode. He was. Without any issues, he was. And then, basically, Boimler discovers that even on the bridge they're following these rules, he thought it was just lower decks, but turns out the senior crew are as well. Boimler realises that maybe sometimes you have to work around the rules and, and such, and that's how they can stop the alien invaders. So the captain gives permission to everyone to do so, and then they... In an amazing action sequence with the heroic theme music playing as well, which I think is the first time I've noticed it playing during a scene of the show, which is something that um, they've done a bit like on um, modern track or like Discovery and stuff. Like they're, they're smashing the aliens in the face with the their pads. Very violent, actually, the whole thing. But they expel the aliens and they've got, all the, they've got graffiti on the outside of the ship, but they'll they'll sort that out. The episode's winding down a bit then because a mariner's getting looked at in sickbay. And Dr. Tana says that when she... Fixes the, the wound. She can get rid of all the other scars that Mariner had mentioned. Uh, during, do you it's know Mariner gets her boobs out a lot on this show as well? I like that she's got the confidence for that, though. And she yeah. doesn't do it in like a sexual way. Yeah. That's, that's how it should be. Yeah. You should do that more often for me. Sure. But Mariner wants to keep them. And then Dr. Tana's like, great. You look like a fucking scratching toast. <laughs> 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 One of my laugh out loud moments of the episode. This is
0: what I mean. It's like, is it what? Two lines or something in yeah. the whole yeah. episode? And that cat is... Absolutely. That's one of the hysterical. best moments. Yeah.
1: This then leads to Ransom coming in quite sad. He's expecting that Mariner is going to mention that the injury came from him. Uh, he knows it was against regulations and he's expecting that he's probably going to maybe get demoted or something.
0: Court martial. Court
1: martial, sorry, yeah. And Mariner edges forward on the bed. Quite sweet. She says she's not going to report him. Like, he reminded her what uh, being in Starfleet's all about. I mean, she kind of hinted that breaking rules and stuff was what <laughs> reminded her what being in starfleet was all about but it was nice nonetheless like they're quite close to their faces you think ah, oh, they're falling in love and he's like right take her away boys and she's like what and then basically he's putting her in the brick because she did not roll her sleeves down when he told her to before the mission this whole scene is my favorite scene because like she goes batshit crazy as the two security guys are pulling her away and she's like kicking everything over she has
0: such psycho vibes.
1: Oh, she really does. She and away. he's like,
0: that's an extra day in the brig for you. Oh yeah. And she's like, joke's on you.
1: I love the, the brig. brig.
0: I'm going to my favorite place. <laughs> All this while lobbing things from yeah. Sick Bay at his head. It's oh,
1: just... And then at the end of it, though, even he's like he's like, wow, that was, you know, that was kinda hot. <laughs> so we've had hints throughout this episode that Mariner and Ransom may be romantically interested. But isn't
0: it funny, though, how she found him hot when he was being so ethical. And oh, yeah, yeah. he found her hot when she was being an absolute psychopath. so are yeah. they're, they're really attracted to the things that are not what... supposed to be the things they hate about each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny. Yeah,
1: the things they actively sort of rally against is what they like in the other person. The final bit, really, then, is about Boimler goes to the captain. She's called him up and she wants to thank him. She says, "It was it through the eyes of a child we managed to <laughs> yeah. save the day." So a bit offensive to Boimler, but it turns out they brought a new rule in Boimler rule or the Boimler effect. I can't remember what they called it. And this whole thing is about how they need to break the rules. If they're going to achieve anything, they have to make sure they break the rules. And then Boimler loves rules, so this is like heartbreaking for him. So he's like, can't we maybe add something in there about how we should follow the rules and such? And then she's like, well, no, that's the exact opposite of what, what this is.
0: And I bet he just dreamed of his whole life having something named after him. Yeah,
1: and then it's about literally the things he doesn't believe in. I thought that whole thing was funny. Then we flashed to the future after Rutherford or t- says, or tandy, like, you know, no one's going to remember this. In the future, we go to the we actually go to the far future where we see a Borg child in school. Do you notice this? No. So I'm assuming it's no longer part of the collective. <laughs> I hope not. Well, that's going to be a really rough day in school for everyone else. And uh, they're learning about Boimler, the most laziest, useless Starfleet member ever. So that's how Boimler is remembered. And then we also find out that Miles O'Brien, who doesn't mean much to you right now, is considered the greatest Starfleet officer of all time which is quite right.
0: I was going to try and remember that and make a comment about it, but I forgot his name.
1: You don't really remember Miles anyway. You'll love him by the time we're done on our next project. That's the episode. That's it. So you enjoyed it. Enjoy it more second time.
0: Yeah, I like I like watching all of them another time mm. because the first time you miss stuff, particularly if you're laughing.
1: Yeah, you do. And are. then you miss it. You have to make an active thing to try and not laugh at the same yeah. things the next time so that you can hear the jokes after it. Let's talk characters then. Okay. So Mariner, I'll lead again. We'll start with Mariner. I thought Mariner was brilliant in this episode. Different dynamic. She wasn't with Boimler this time the last mm. two episodes. She's been with Boimler. What do you think of the Mariner and Ransom team up for this episode?
0: Oh, I thought it was great because I like Mariner anyway mm. it was more of a thing about Ransom for me that like bit of character development and
1: Ransom was great wasn't it because yeah. we've seen Ransom as being a little bit of an idiot in previous episodes it was yeah. like he helped cause the issue in the first episode because mm. he didn't get the bite on his neck reported and seen to by the medical team but this time he was like proper apart from a little bit of comedy showing off you know like when he was trying to stop the attack on his team and he got hit in the the nuts with yeah. uh with a piece of wood did you notice know it, it was the piece of wood that yeah. they'd shown hit him and then he got electrocuted by a thing but i thought that like he didn't want to use phases on them mm. like when marina said he's like no they've just been welcomed into the Federation. He showed moments where he's still very Starfleet but he's so funny. The fighting as well, and he's bragging, mm. and he's like, I can do this with my hands. I ch- or just need my hands for this, that he's there just like doing the cook. Thumps with his like clenched hands and Solaris. And are you shipping, Ransom I know you and Mariner? Are. I'm shipping, Ransom and. Mansom? I'm- I am I'm calling them Mansom. I've just given them their shipping name through accidentally messing up trying to say Mariner. Is that the right name? What would you go, uh. right? Ra- Marinson,
0: R- 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 no,
1: it is Manson. It's Manson Oh, I just named it. We've yeah. just called them Mansum. Oh my god, we just did it on this show. Oh, I feel excited. Copyright. There we go, Mansum. Uh, yeah, I'm shipping them hard.
0: Yeah. How about you? I don't know. I mean, I don't know how a relationship would really work with them, but I I did enjoy the chemistry.
1: I can see it. You know, the captain having all these issues with the daughter, complaining oh, gosh, to she would lose her complaining shit. to her first officer, and it turns out the first officer on the sly is like sleeping with with her and also imagine his reaction when he realizes that he's sleeping with the captain's daughter oh yeah because they don't, I don't think any of them know do they no I don't think certainly so. none of Mariner's friends know and he hasn't mentioned it yeah i'm uh, i'm all about that i thought Mariner was like she didn't save the day people have been accusing her of like always saving the day and stuff but she didn't save the day in this one she didn't cause the problems in this one she was just there and i thought she was hilarious the bit where she's like talking to herself you know when he's fighting the alien yeah. And then she's in, she's still in the cell and she's turned to herself and she's like, whatever the wording was, word, she's like, don't be getting turned on by this. And you can see yeah. she's turned on by it. And <laughs> I think she's hilarious. I love how like they've hinted that she's very sexually active is the wrong thing. Sexually aware. Mm. It's new for Star Trek to present us with a yes, daughter laughing. It's new for Star Trek to present us with like a female character who's as yeah. confident about their sexuality and stuff. Normally it's the, it's the male characters they do that with. Yeah. I can't really think off the top of my head of any... Female character where they've encouraged just getting with men and things like that. So mm-hmm. I get that's very modern, isn't it? It's very. It feels more up to date for for women.
0: She's just so relatable... not relatable in that. Just in that sense, I mean, just like you know, when she has, she's on on her own and she's having some of those thoughts. You think like sometimes weird thoughts go through your head but she's saying out loud exactly yeah. what you'd be thinking yeah yeah like you know when he gets electrocuted and she's like that was really cool <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah that's what I'd be doing so how about Boimler this week
0: we don't see so much of him I guess um, no we don't
1: see much of him but he does save the day he does
0: save the day just by being Boimler
1: well, I love when they're attacking him and he's they're like ah we're gonna get you blah 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 and he's like yeah but I've got a phaser yeah. and he's the first person in this whole take over the ship to just get his phaser out and actually shoot them he just got rid of three of them straight away he obviously made his way to the bridge quite easily as well but the rest of the crew because they weren't used to working by all the rules and such they couldn't cope so
0: i also love how everyone else looks absolutely shattered and yeah. he is just the same old boy singing
1: to himself and as i said earlier like wasn't it just funny that boyner was like the model staffly officer in this yeah, episode yeah like he's been a bit and that worked in previous episodes he's been sort of him wanting to follow rules and regulations has held him back. Uh, but this time you saw, actually, Boimler is a good Starfleet officer. Didn't really see much of Rutherford and Tandy this week. No. Apart from a few little I like that.
0: I like how we're getting insights into different people.
1: Looks like there's more Tandy next week, though, mm. from the trailer, I thought. There's not really much to say on them. They were just funny. I like the camaraderie, like when they were hanging in their bunks at the end, I thought that was quite cool. I love that area. I love that they all just don't get their own quarters and stuff. And it makes sense to me because I've always wondered, like, how does entire crews get their own quarters or even just just share in half? It just doesn't make sense to me that there'd be that much space on a ship for it. So I love that they're all just dumped into this. (laughs) Corridor. Yeah. It's a bit more realistic. Mm. People don't want realism and track with the militaries and stuff and how they have the rank structure and things like that. They don't want to get their own flipping cabins on a ship or submarine, you know? En suite. Oh, yeah, having an ensuite. imagine so we've talked about ransom we have talked about the main characters i mean we're flying through it today partly as well guys so everyone listening you might be able to tell on your thing we're having so many interruptions with the children bless them all they want is our attention so we're not going to stay on you for too much longer and it's all my fault because i <laughs> up yesterday with the microphone my bad at least we picked up on it at least we noticed katie she's shaking her head out but at least we noticed what the problem was
0: i'm shaking my head like i knew anything i didn't i had no idea
1: Favourite moments this week?
0: Definitely when Tana acted like a cat. Yeah. That was hilarious. Um, I should just
1: call it your favourite Dr. Tana moment. Of yeah, time. yeah.
0: <laughs> I loved the bit where Marino was losing the plot at the end. She was just so funny. She was like kicking everything over and screaming.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Um, That
0: was a laugh out loud thing where I actually missed some of her little outbursts because I was laughing so hard. She's so funny. I she's, think She's all of us.
1: I said Mariner was like in my top 10 Star Trek characters, I think I said last week. Week. i think she may be entering the top five really i love her she's great i imagine if i watched all the shows again i'd be like okay maybe actually i've got more favorite star trek characters than i realize but i think she's hilarious she is such a modern woman for me yeah. like i think she's fantastic yeah she's good she's up there with me with well, it's mostly enterprise characters that are my favorite trek i'd like characters. to
0: know who are your other four oh, i don't know i realize that's asking you a really tough question that's putting you on the that spot. puts
1: me on the spot Archer's definitely one of my favourite Star Trek characters. Mm. It's Paul. Yeah. do love Trip, but I can't go just can't just name the Enterprise cast. You can. Seven of Nine's pretty cool. You only know her through Picard, don't you? But...
0: I know who one of mine is. Who? Saru.
1: Ah, Saru. I was gonna say Lorca. Yeah. Before he was revealed as a bad guy, Lorca was one of my favourites. Yeah. Pike was pretty cool. Mm. And who from Picard do I like? Uh um... I love Daj.
0: Yeah, I liked Darge. I was so sad. I liked her better than Soji.
1: Yeah, definitely. I don't know why. Soji's okay, but Darge just seemed Oh, well, because Darge seemed more innocent and her life in front of her. Whereas Soji didn't always seem so innocent.
0: Great character though.
1: Yeah, she is good, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with her.
0: Is she in the next
1: one? Yeah, yeah she's she? on it, yeah. Yeah. She's been doing some art for like charity and stuff. Oh, that's and she nice. turns out she's a really good artist. She must have got that from her dad. Data. Boom. Oh. Because he paints, doesn't he?
0: That took me way too that long. That did take
1: too long. i have to rewatch Picard. Maybe we should do like a favourite characters thing later down the line.
0: Should we Should we do it next week?
1: Oh, Let's you, have think about it. Yeah, but you can't... I haven't even watched all the Star Treks.
0: Yeah, but I can do my favourite so far. Maybe it will have changed by then. Okay,
1: we'll do that next week. We'll try to remember Okay. our top five Star Trek characters. It might need to be top ten. We'll have to discuss it throughout the week.
0: Oh, come on. I, can I even name ten Star Trek characters? I'd
1: say, I think that's seven welcome back harrison you weren't on here last week but you're here now aren't you yeah yeah you are All Right, harrison so are you enjoying lower decks yes what was your favorite bit of this week's episode
0: stabbing in the foot
1: when ransom stabbed mariner in the foot do you like that yeah, yeah? was that funny <laughs> yeah yeah and what happened after that
0: flipped his truck fighting a big alien was that
1: funny yeah do you like that fight yeah did you want ransom to win yeah yeah and did he win yeah. Yeah. Do you like it when the aliens took over the ship? Yeah. What was funny about that?
0: Them putting things on the ship, like drawing things.
1: Oh, they were drawn on the ship, weren't they? Yeah. Would you like yeah. to draw on a starship? No. <laughs> no, you wouldn't do it. Would you get in trouble? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much, Harrison. I'll see you next week. Goodbye. My favourite moment this week was definitely that that whole sick bay scene. Yeah. At the end. Like, that for me was the best. I think my favourite lower... Lower decks moment so far, just everything about that scene clicked for me, and like the the mood shifts, and then it was just nailed by Mariner's like total meltdown at the end. She'd be such a psychotic girlfriend. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I would loved everything with Ransom and Mariner, actually. All the Manson See what I did there? <laughs> All the Mansom bits were great for me. Mm. That's probably about it. I loved, I just love the takeover of the ship and how, like...
0: I think they should have left the graffiti, though. Yeah. That was a really nice... It did look kind nice... of badass. It looked
1: like it was, like, neon. So it would, like... Yeah. It looked like be, like, in UV pen kind of thing. I so know. maybe light up more if they were like closer to it. make
0: a pretty tattoo
1: Mm. oh look at you tattoo addict now we were sent in an awesome star trek tattoo i didn't show you on our lower decks
0: oh i need to see it yeah
1: we did ask for for that here it is so julian brown at julian b the letter b underscore 315 got that badge there it's the it's like the picard com badge
0: oh that's really nice cool
1: isn't it yeah on the wrist as well actually
0: Oh, yeah, we've got it in the same place. we've cool, got yes. That's really cool. When did you get that done?
1: Oh, he says in the tweet, actually, that uh, got it literally in the days before lockdown in the States.
0: Oh, no way. Really <laughs> cool tattoo. <laughs> it is a cool
1: tattoo. Well done, Julian. Thank you for sending that in to us. If you have any Star Trek tattoos, please send them in, as well as, as I said, screenshots of your review that you submitted for us on whatever platform, and photo of you having subscribed to the show as well. Please send us a screenshot and we'll give you a shout out. I'll keep a list, Katie. And maybe you can read them out. I think people would rather hear you say them than me. Really? Well, I mumble? Final thoughts on this week's episode?
0: I thought it was really funny. I, I'm enjoying it more and more as time goes on. And if we hadn't watched this week's episode, I still would have been under the impression that Ransom was just a bit of a useless sucker. Yeah. But actually...
1: He's one of the best characters.
0: Yeah, he's got some shit going on.
1: I love Did Ransom. Did you like it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm sorry to anyone listen who thinks it's been a bit all over the place. We've had to stop and start so many times because of the children. And the dog. And the dog, so we've kind of lost track of where we were at sometimes. You might not be able to tell in the edit. Depends how good an editor I am.
0: Presented by Holosuite Media, Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast, is produced and hosted by Kyle West and myself, Katie Harbin. To keep up to date on all the news and updates from Blast Shield, be sure to follow Blast Shield up on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And you can also find Kyle on Twitter at KyleThomasWest. To join Holosuite Media's community discussion group, simply type The Nexus into the Facebook search bar and we will see you there. Thank you for listening.
1: This show is brought to you by Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Sweet Media programs. Loading Sweet Preview Program for The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast.
0: And then the second mention, again, love letter to TNG, when Archer and Trip are sharing their scotch. And then Archer says, well, here's to the next generation. And I was like, oh!
1: Why are there so many nods in this episode for TNG fans like Amy to be like, oh my God, yeah, next year. Yeah. They had movies and everything. They just had a film three years before or two years before. And yet I'm here as an Enterprise fan waiting for something. Right, yeah. <laughs> give me anything. Give me anything that makes me feel like, oh yeah, four years of Enterprise. Loading Sweet Preview Program for. There are four questions. A Star Trek Spotlight podcast.
0: I mean, but of course I'm hoping that in the future... Drag is a whole lot easier. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't take like two hours to get done up. Right. Because I'd be late for all my duty shifts. So <laughs> they'd be like, red alert, of the bridge. I'd be like, "Uh, just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> just got to tuck here. And put my wig on. Uh, could you imagine? <laughs> yes. Yes, I could
1: loading holosuite preview program for starbase one a star trek online podcast i don't really think that's a good idea i order you to do it right now warning the structural integrity field has collapsed this is admiral quinn you will be assigned to starbase one welcome to starbase one I'm Colin. I'm Admiral Aaron. I'm Dave. I'm Steve. And I'm Tom. Starbase One is a dedicated Star Trek Online podcast. If you're a first-time listener, hello. If you're a dedicated decade listener and you've been wondering where the hell we are, we're back.
0: Computer, deactivate Holosuite.
1: I want to ask you about your week because when we were on the show last, you'd just raced back oh, from yeah. Dover. Not
0: Devon.
1: I keep saying Devon, but it's Dover. It's so like a different side of England, I think. A
0: lot more driving.
1: Mm. Although Devon's quite far, anyway, driving. You kind of have to yeah, be brown, don't true. you? Yes, so you went with the kids yeah, back there this yeah. week, and I stayed at home. Yeah, it, so, was,
0: it was really nice. If anyone is listening that's from Dover, like, fair play, nice part of the world. Very, very nice.
1: And if you are listening from Devon, Devon's good. I've also, been to Devon. Also
0: Devon, yeah. Devon's really all right. Like Devon. Yeah, we
1: don't act yeah. like we, you wouldn't go away to Devon. No,
0: of course not. We've I've been to Devon. I've been Devin. to Devon many times. Have you? Yeah. It was like my childhood place. Was it? Yeah. I've
1: been there once and I had to do that big walk for like three hours in the night to get back to the B&B I'd never seen before. Yeah. Or been to.
0: Yeah.
1: And I somehow and managed I to find it. was
0: pregnant in a B&B wondering if my <laughs> fiancé had been mauled by a cow.
1: I don't think I bumped into any cows in dark. I definitely bumped into sheep because that was terrifying. Oh, God, they were behind a gate though. But that they
0: won't stop them. They
1: were as surprised as me when I walked straight <laughs> to the gate because, for anyone listening, this was—I was very drunk at my friend's wedding and knew I had to get back to the B and B. You'd already gone back to the B and B. We hadn't been there before the wedding, so I didn't know where it was. No. But there was one road up to my friend's like house and his garden for this wedding party. So I knew which road on, I needed to start on. on.
0: We say road loosely. It was a country tire track, basically.
1: So I had to go through the woods for like two hours walking, and this was all like this started at like half one in the morning. So well, it took me more than three hours to get. I eventually found the place.
0: Why on earth you didn't just stay there is
1: beyond me. Because you're acting all calm and collected for the sake of our listeners right now. But if I hadn't come back to the B and B, what would the reaction have been?
0: No, I would have. I would have understood it a Bit because you know, you were on your way back and your phone died. You had no my phone did, charger. yeah, you had no torch, you yeah. had no map. I, know. I would have preferred to see you the next morning, I in had one no piece way rather than being woken up at what five in the morning.
1: Okay, so we're gonna have to clear the story up now because no one's wondering. Basically, I did decide to walk back I didn't get taxis, it would take too long. So, I was in the woods for the longest time, so there was like trees covering even the, the sky, so I wasn't getting any natural light from the sky. <laughs> Um, to see my way. My phone battery died very quickly. Didn't know again where this B&B was. I knew knew it was in the village, but didn't know where the village was. Walked for ages. It was raining. I was in these horrible shoes that were killing me. I was obviously in a full-on wedding suit as well, wasn't I, if you remember? Mm -hmm. It was raining. It turns out I did find the village and the B&B, but I didn't know that was it, so I'd carried on walking. I I took a few turns. I, I generally have a good sense of direction when I'm on my feet, but I went straight past it, up another road for like another half an hour, 45 minutes. And then I thought this can't be right. So I turned down a side road and then almost did like a triangle journey round from where the actual, imagine one of the points is where the village actually was. I did like a triangle away from that and back. And when I was coming back, I asked someone, there was literally people going to like to work in the morning at this point. Uh, <laughs> and I stopped the car and asked where this B&B was. And he said, I was just down there. And I went down and the door was, was locked and it was still raining but I saw couldn't phone me because my phone battery was dead I didn't want to start banging the door in this B&B so I saw your car your old car and I went and uh, I tried to get under the car to sleep because it was raining I wanted to stay this is the kind of decisions I was making in this night and it had been a really long night so far like I did a war cry when I realized that I'd been past the B&B before when I got back to it and realized I'd been there it was like a, very you know, like when someone drops to their knees actually. and shouts no, and screams yeah. like with their arms stretched out. That was me. I literally did that. And then, so I was going to go into your car and I thought, oh no, if I'm still asleep when you wake up and you get in the car and you start the car, you could, you could crush me or something. I don't know. I don't know what was mm-hmm. going to happen. So I decided to sleep against the back of your car, mm-hmm. sitting upright. That wasn't working for me. I was getting soaked. So I then decided to just knock the door and then I got let in by one of the staff and into your rooms. It was an interesting journey. I'd never been to Devon, as we said before, so that's the last time I went there.
0: Also, B&B was quite creepy, like the room was lovely, but it was in a very old, like I don't G-der remember building, any of it, it was, you know, of course, Yeah. and I kept getting up because I hadn't heard from you in so many hours, none of your friends knew where you were. <laughs> Uh, so I kept going down to the front door to, like, gaze out of the window and wonder if you would ever return to me.
1: I was trying to. I was, yeah. I was being one of the best <laughs> partners that a pregnant woman could ask for. I was, I was literally walking through the wilderness to get back to you.
0: And then I repaid you the next morning by...
1: Oh, well, mean. no.
0: To be fair, he, he wouldn't get up in the morning for breakfast. So that's
1: not true. That is true. It wasn't that I wouldn't get up. It was that I got back so late you. I was asleep. And then they offered a bacon butty. This was back when I ate meat. And they offered a bacon butty for me and you said, no. He's fine. He's fine. I need that bacon butty so bad when I woke up.
0: Yeah, but you didn't get up until like two hours after breakfast. Yeah. would have been minging. I,
1: would have been like, I wouldn't mind waking up for no, it. You know what was worse about not having the bacon butty? It was knowing that you'd refused it. If I thought I'd missed breakfast, that's one thing.
0: And you know what, guys? It was the most lovely breakfast. Oh, you're the, kidding me, really? The B&B was really nice. I felt really sick. And that's why I left the wedding. I was feeling yeah. a bit ill. And I went back to the B&B and I lay in bed and I watched Harry Potter.
1: Which one? I can't remember.
0: It was good though. And then I just lay in bed for ages and then I had a lovely bath. Oh God. But then I was waiting for you.
1: <laughs> I was trying to get there, trust yeah. me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I got up and I had a lovely breakfast the next morning.
1: I've never worn that suit again. I figured, I figured that you don't. I figured it was wrecked. It's probably by all sorts
0: of creatures. Have you still got it? <laughs> Yes, I got it. Please tell me you put it through your dry It's place. not
1: even been through a dry clean yet. And that was five years ago, so probably I yeah, probably can't wear it now. But yeah, going back to how I bumped into the sheep, I took a turn in. I thought at that point, turn, I was in the first hour of my journey. I, I had no idea how wrong I was. took a turn in to the right. I remember it thinking, oh, it looks like a road down to maybe a village. And I only got like 10 meters into it because it was so dark. And I just walked straight into a fence, uh, like a gate, sorry, a metal gate. And I just saw all these sheeps heads turning you know their eyes and stuff and like they they were they were as scared as me and I was was like oh shit sorry guys so I I so I uh, (laughs) I turned and carried on the road it seemed much longer than it ever did in the car so So yeah that's our rambling I guess for the start of the show that we always do I know I was
0: going to say have fun editing this